0: Adventure Game Club. Where right. <laughs> were? Well, uh, Adventure Game Club. Worth Nope. It looks bad for you. Nonsense. Adventure Game Club. Yeah. What's in the new
1: for uh,
0: you, Kate Walker? Hello and welcome to the Adventure Game Club. This month we are talking about the Queer Games Bundle. Uh this was our game for June. Uh it was released during Pride month. Um it's not really a game. It's more of a collection of games. Uh, I'm your host, Michael, and with me today we have Martine, hello, and Caroline. Hi. Hi. So this game was actually suggested by you. So why did you pick this for uh, the month?
2: Sure. Uh, well, I think I think that actually you might have suggested it for. The month because I was talking about it so much
0: <laughs> that it uh, became sort of ubiquitous. But okay, and so, then you helped pick out an initial wave of yeah, games. Yeah, yeah.
2: You were kind of like, what if we did this? What games would be good? And then I just picked a few, but there's, you know, literally a thousand games. So lots of different things that you can kind of spelunk in there. And that's what, um, even when we were making the list for this episode, I was interested in the just like variety of games that each of us pulled that we thought were interesting from the bundle.
0: Yeah. And then you also interviewed a ton of people who submitted games to this bundle.
2: Yeah. I, I can't remember what exactly the catalyst was for that, but I just thought this is a really neat project. It could use some more eyeballs. I'm also Very nosy, and I like to know how things work. So, the idea of asking people about what software they like to use and like the themes in their games and stuff like that just sounded uh, really neat to me. So, um, I made like a standardized list of questions that I was able to send to anyone who wanted to be interviewed for that series, and that made it pretty streamlined to format everything and get it online and and not have to like get on the phone with everybody,
1: which just would have taken up the whole month. Mm -hmm. But
2: yeah, so that was. It was really a lot of fun and it is something I feel really proud of.
1: I was wondering about that, like how you did the logistics of it, because how many interviews did you do in the end? Like a lot, like, like I I mean, a lot, like dozens.
2: Yeah, I ended up, yeah, yeah, I ended up doing, I think I did 59. So I've just been saying I did 60 because that's close enough. But um, so at first I was reaching out to people whose games I was playing and seeing if they would want to talk to me. And then I also was able to get an email sent out to all the contributors into the bundle asking if they would like to be interviewed. So then a bunch of people came to me as well. And um, that number 60 represents basically everyone who responded to me or reached out to me and wanted to be interviewed. There wasn't anybody that I missed. Um, There were a few people who I reached out to who didn't get back to me or didn't answer my questions Hmm. but otherwise i i got everybody
1: in so yeah that's That's great yeah that's so cool Mm -hmm. i've never heard of such a i mean there have been bundles on on itch and and elsewhere before but i've never really heard of a like an a a coverage of the whole bundle like this so yeah it's really cool
2: (laughs) i think um that kind of highlights something that i think is important about this bundle which is that most of the I mean, literally all of them that I can think of have been for charity Mm -hmm. and charity is great. Charity is important, but the queer games bundle is instead designed to be a form of direct action that puts money directly into the hands of marginalized queer creators, you know? So it's just like kind of a different um, way of advocating for something. And I think because of that, it felt more personal. And there's so many people who if you kind of follow Andy games, you've heard of a lot of the people who contributed a lot of things into this bundle. And um, so it just was like a much more kind of personal feeling project.
0: Yeah. And I mean, so this is the second one that they've done, I believe it's mm-hmm. they've, so they did one last year um, uh, organized by, I think is Taylor McHugh and Nelson Carroll. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. That
2: is. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, I think the premise of the bundle is that you have all these games, and it's priced at sixty dollars, the cost of a AAA game. Or there's also another price point, if ten dollars or more. If you, that's a, you can't afford that, um, and I think it was res- organized as a response to Cyberpunk. Was that? I yeah,
2: I think that might be right
0: because I know that had some issues won't get into it but um so i think i if i remember correctly but it it could be a response to that and so yeah i think they just opened up submissions and let marginalized game developers submit their games and it's awesome Mm -hmm.
1: and it was a lot bigger this year i think i mean last year's bundle had like 200 games in it or something and this
0: year's bundle had over 500. Yeah. Well, it's not just games. There's also, well, yeah, it says over 500 games, software, and zines from over 400 people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really incredible. And it raised a lot of money that goes out to the developers. Well, interestingly,
1: they've raised about the same amount as last year. Oh, Okay. So, but even that it's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just thinking that it doesn't seem to scale with the actual size of the bundle. So, I mean,
2: yeah, I think that was kind of like a worry for them yeah. this year. Um, Cause so many more people contributed mm-hmm. and something else that I think is neat is that we've seen, uh, at least a handful of projects come out that explicitly say that they were funded with money that the developers got from the bundle. Oh, nice. That's kind of a, yeah, kind of a concrete way to see that that injection of cash makes a difference for
0: people. Yeah, it's just really nice because it's so hard for a lot of indie game developers to get noticed or make money from their game. And this is hopefully a way for them to do that and get more exposure. Yeah, yeah. So I guess for this episode, we would just recommend a lot of the adventure games and interactive fiction games that we liked from this bundle. Mm -hmm. Um, That was kind of how it worked in the club. We were just cycling through, just checking out different things and recommending games. Yeah, it's a shame that you can only cover so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to miss a lot of things, especially since it's so genre-focused. And also, even then, like I made a list of things that I thought would fit for the club this month. And I did not get to most of the games. Mm. There's just so many. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think if you're if you're out there listening, if you have the bundle and you would like some direction, just hang out with us in the discord. We can help you. Um, And even so, you should be able to still pick up any of the games from the bundle if you didn't buy it at the time. They're all still out there floating around. So yeah.
1: yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. They closed the bundle, right? Like you can't get it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess this is how bundles typically work. That there's,
0: a t- yeah. And this was kind of like a sale bundle type thing for Pride Month, mm. so it was only available for June, right? Um. So I assume that next year, if the organizers have the energy for it, there's going to be another one. Um, probably for all of June as well. And hopefully, yeah, that happens. I think it's really
1: cool. But all the individual games are obviously still for sale. So, yeah,
0: yeah. People can just get them that way, I guess. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we'll put the recommendations in the show notes too. So let's, I guess I'll go first and recommend the game. We kind of got a list here. Yeah. That we'll go through. All right. So... The first game I want to bring up is Alien Science. Uh, It is a Sierra parser-style adventure game that was made by Icefall Games. Um, The developer has... There's a couple of games by the the developer in the bundle. So there's Alien Science, there's Snow Spirit, and there's also Void Quest. Um, I believe... Two of these three games have a text parser. No, I think they're all... Actually, I'm wrong. All three have a parser. Hmm. Um, The developer also did a game called Snail Trek that's on Steam. Yeah. um, That's what I actually played. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Um, And I just like this one since if this is an Adventure Games podcast, this is a very traditional style game but i think that the way that it updates that 80s style sierra game with the parser uh was very cool Mm -hmm. Uh, so like it has word recommendations the parser's a lot more lenient than something you would or more verbose than something you would see in an 80s game by sierra uh i don't think there's any deaths in this game but in a game like snail Trek, you can die but it just reloads you to right before that happened um and i just thought it was a very cool update of that style of game yeah it's only really the the presentation
1: i would say um or well not just the presentation but also the way you interact with it because it has a text parser but it's not an 80s sierra game design game right Right. which is a big well, that's a big plus, actually. I mean, <laughs> a lot of those old games are kind of brutal, kind of. I know, yeah.
0: <laughs> so this this is not that. That's good. Yeah. Um, it's just diving deep into the Sierra discourse. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's, but it's cool. I mean, like, but and the game is free. So if you missed the bundle, or I guess it, I should say it's pay what you want. Hmm. Um, so if you want to. Chipping a couple dollars when you check it out. Uh, please do. But it's it's not too long. I think I spent 30 minutes playing it. Um, and eventually I want to get to... There are other games. I, I I had a good time with it. Um, then the other game that I had listed here was Running Back to You. Um, and this was a bitsy... 3d game i believe what it's uh I, it's like yeah did you, you So you didn't play this one then no i uh, didn't i, I think you i oh, think you would wait. be
1: into this one. oh i accidentally started it and it has it has music
0: <laughs> what? yeah this is a bitsy Forget-
1: game you said
0: yeah wow it's,
2: it's a 3d it's,
0: wow yeah so i think because the originally i'm probably way off in the, but i think bitsy is open source and so you've had like people do things built off of that and so you do have like the 3d bitsy and you have other things that are similar to bitsy um with like where they'll add like ink support um and other things but yeah this i this so did you play this game caroline
2: i didn't i didn't um but you're right. It looks great, and I should. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I,
0: I, I I had no
1: idea 3D bitsy was a thing. Like this is mind blowing to me. Yeah.
2: It comes up in one of the um one of the games on my list as well.
0: Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So I really love this one. I mean, because it's, it's, it feels very laser targeted towards my interest, which is about an MMO that's getting shut down. So the game is about you playing and the, like the final hour or so that the game's going to be up before it's shut down forever um it's just a little short like 10 minute thing i I just really enjoyed the writing for it i was impressed by how advanced it was for a bitsy game even though like i've played and enjoyed regular bitsy games you don't need a music and 3d graphics but it's very technically impressive and yeah i i just really enjoyed this one as well cool Um, and it's made by uh
1: princess internet cafe
0: yeah thank you for that yeah so yeah
1: also have a lot of other games up on itch i'm seeing now so
0: yeah i'll have to check those out it looks like there's some bitsy games about other things as well yeah i'm seeing
1: visual novels interactive fiction adventure yeah this seems like i don't know cool stuff
2: I think in general, I'm really impressed by how eclectic a lot of the people Mm -hmm. are who have contributed to this bundle, just like a huge breadth of things that people
1: are interested in trying out and experimenting with and making. That's honestly the reason why I'm interested in this at all. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I'm just here for all the weirdness, all the, yeah. The, I don't know. The, it feels like one big playground of experimentation, and uh, I'm all for that. So
0: yeah, and th- th- there's like kind of something for everyone because like the first thing I recommended was an extremely traditional adventure game, and there's a few of those. But then there's also, well, it's a traditional, but like building off things that came before. It's but uh, then there's also these experimental games and things people doing things with Bitsy that I never saw before it's it's really exciting mm. even when you're just constrained to this this is just one genre but even then there's a lot of experimentation in that space cool um, yeah so what's our next game
2: I'm glad that Tyne just said he likes the weird because it's gonna get really weird with a variety yeah. of things here bring so. on the weird <laughs> the First game that I wanted to highlight. Am I... Are we allowed to curse? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the first game is by one of the bundle organizers, Taylor McHugh. It is called He Fucked the Girl Out of Me. And it is... I believe it's also a Bitsy game.
0: No, um, think. GB Studio. So, it GB Studio. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Because uh, Taylor has been talking about making a cartridge, which is so exciting. But, nice. um So, this this game is about an experience that Taylor had as a young trans person who was kind of like induced to do sex work by circumstances and also people. And it's uh, a memoir kind of game and also just like a very beautifully made game. The writing is nice. The art is really nice. It's uh, really affecting and, I did have to check with Michael to see if it counted as an adventure or interactive fiction game. We decided that it did. Yeah. Um, well, it's such because it's
0: it's genres are such a hard thing that, especially with interactive yeah, fiction and adventure, it's games.
2: definitely a permeable membrane. And I think one of the things that I have thought about a lot because of this bundle is the idea that the queer identity is. More than just what someone's personal, like their sexuality or their gender, um, that the idea of having uh, a queer identity is something that can extend into simply the way that you live your life and the way that you make art and things like that. And I think we have a lot of uh, what you might use the verb sense and say we're sort of queering a lot of genres in a lot of these games. And that's something that I think is cool. And it is something that might also make a lot of these things a little bit unsellable otherwise, just in terms of the industry. So it's nice to get a chance to look at a lot of
0: strange things.
2: Did either of you get to play He Fucked the Girl Out of Me? Yeah,
0: so I thought this was one of my favorite. This has been one of my favorite games this year that's come out this year. Just like not even just like even outside of this bundle. This is. Wow, I think is really incredibly written and, you know, obviously like, uh, there's content warnings up before the game. Like, but you know, if it's a, it is a game involving trauma from doing sex work. So it might not be for some people uh, if that's upsetting subject matter, but it's incredibly well-made. Um, yeah Mm -hmm. i I, I really loved it is it really explicit
1: i've not played this yet but it sounds really interesting
2: i would say it is it's explicit about the ways in which the character feels traumatized it's not super explicit about like sex acts yeah Yeah. it's 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 more about uh the context and kind of like life circumstances and things Mm -hmm. and um feeling betrayed by your friend and, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's very personalizing in a way that I think is, is really good when you're talking about content that is like about difficult experiences and people sharing their feelings.
1: Yeah, this sounds great. This is definitely something because I was sometimes struggling to find stuff that would run. I have this old Mac book and you know, it's just, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this I mean, this basically just runs in a Game Boy emulator, I think. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, it just runs It just runs in the browser, and then you can also download the ROM if this you want. This could
1: totally work. This is cool. It's also kind of funny to me that they chose the Game Boy format, which is kind of ironic. I mean, given Nintendo is known for being so uh, against explicit stuff, like always really... Mm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this would never make it onto the actual Game Boy back in the day, but that's all the more beautiful that it's still out now. Like it's still, yeah,
2: yeah. We're sticking our thumb in their there. Yeah, eye. it's <laughs> kind of nice. great.
1: So <laughs> that's fun.
2: Yes. All right. So the next game on my list is purgatory purgatory with two r's because it's about cats (laughs) and this is by uh niv who is a just wonderful funny uh excellent developer and purgatory is a free game which makes me upset because it's beautiful it's extremely well made it's pretty long it's um i would say it's a pretty traditional point and click game. So you go around and meet characters. They send you on quests, you find items and bring them back. You uh, use things to solve little puzzles. And the over kind of arching plot is that you are in purgatory. You're like the errand person in purgatory. So as you kind of clean up the last things that people are looking for you are helping to send them along to whatever is the next thing that's kind of the thing is like they're uh loose ends i guess that you're cleaning up for them
1: this game looks absolutely fantastic i wish i had played this i had again the same problem where i just struggled to get things running for me although Actually, I have this other computer, and I'm on that now. So I'm, I just tried it now, and it runs in the in the browser on this one. So might still play this one. Yes, yeah.
2: yeah, I think Purgatory is like the gameplay mechanics are are cool and interesting too. But I think the the writing is what really makes Purgatory special to me. It's it's very natural feeling, and also very funny, and kind of like. I guess I would say, like, the self-aware way that Undertale has kind of been very influential. Um, But Undertale sometimes feels a bit forced to me. Please don't at me. It's not my favorite game. Um, But uh, Purgatory is super just, like, natural feeling and great. And the characters are much more queer. And it's just, like, a whole really nice
1: experience. It seems really funny, too.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, it's very funny. And I also really like the art, which is just for the most part, just like black and white line art. But it has tons of character and is really thoughtfully done. It's all also, hand I think, drawn, I think. Yeah, that's yes. Um, Like there's one <laughs> there's one scene that is set in a an enormous library and all the all the books are you can see all the outlines of the books. And I think Niv told me that. um someone's like someone's mom or aunt like came in to help draw all the books <laughs> something like that <laughs> so um it's definitely a process that took a very long time to make for virtually just one person
0: yeah, that's great. it's really long too. I was kind of surprised like I started I didn't have the time to finish it and I'll have to go back but it is a really lengthy game right it's I, like a I,
2: full-size game,
0: wow yeah. And it's free. Why is it free-ish? I mean, it's it's pay what you want. I know. I get annoyed about this sometimes. Too, I, know, but.
2: I know. I I, I don't want to say that I yelled a little bit, but I, I was also upset that it's free because it is a fully formed thing. And even now, when we're looking at the page for it, you can see that it's been updated with support for Spanish language. Like, this is a game that should cost money. Hmm.
1: And I think it was released as a as a jam thing first, or at least a demo. There's a demo version um, from. Oh, you're right. you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's like from I don't know, 2019, I think. So yeah, uh-huh. I've been working on this for a while, and this just seems like a huge project. So this should not be free. This should yeah, be free.
2: it's. yeah it's wonderful and you should check it out and support niv who is an exciting developer cool all right next on my list okay i will just say up front this is an adult game meaning it has sexual content there's just like with everything else there's very clear content warnings at the page Uh, The page itself isn't going to, like, confront you with pornography or anything. So uh, take a look at it. See if it seems like it's for you. If not, just don't. It's okay. But um, the game is called Null Event, and it's by a developer uh, named Volition New Love. And this game is cool. I think it's did either of you ever play Fallen London?
0: Fallen London? Uh, I've played is no, but I've played other stuff. I'm absolutely blanking on the (laughs) Sunless Skies. Is that set in
2: Sunless Skies? Yep, that's yes, that's one of their one of their games. Well, so uh, Fall in London is a browser game, and it's I think been influential on something like Null Event. So Null Event is. An interactive fiction game, but where you have an interface that is a little bit more like kind of like a visual novel. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of like a hybrid between the two. And then there's things like certain options in the game that only open up to you when you have leveled up certain stats. So that puts you into different little routes and... Um, so you can play the game again and then upgrade a different stat instead and then get access to a new route in the story. And um, so in that sense, it's got kind of like the visual novel mechanics of somebody like Georgina Bensley, Hanako games, um, where you're kind of blending RPG elements. But so the game is about a cyberpunk investigation of a company where Shady stuff is going, on. it's cyberpunk, you know, that's what's happening. And then um, there's a lot of queer characters who are in scenes that are sexual in nature, but also with different kind of like cyberpunk adjacent kinks, like dronification. Um, and it's just like a really polished, cool, like well-written, easy to play Uh, The investigation part is actually pretty neat, the way that it lets you... um, Okay, I have a joke with friend of the show, Glenn Battishill, where I ask if everything is an immersive sim, because I don't know (laughs) what that term means. It means everything. It means nothing. Um, Yeah, it's a super
1: weird genre to me, because the the classic immersive sims are... uh, What's it called again? Like...
2: Like Hitman or like Prey? No, like
1: System Shock? Are you System like- Shock is the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, but I don't know. Isn't System Shock just the first person shooter? Come on, what what? With an <laughs> <What? That>? Yeah.
0: <laughs> kind
2: of. Oh, now I've touched up. This is what like when Michael says they regret touching up discourse. This is how that feels. <laughs> But, um, but so in the game, you can, you can end up getting to the same results, having done different stats and stuff like that. So that's just kind of a neat thing that you don't always see in something like an interactive fiction or, or a visual novel. And it's just a cool, I just, I just like it. It has a cool interface. It feels good to play. It's a nice length. That's probably about an hour long. Oh. And, um, yeah, I just, think just looking
0: at I'm the like at Simpson. the store page makes me think this is a cool game. I mean just it is it, it's I one thing I liked about that I feel like a lot of cyberpunk video games are based off writing from the 80s. Unfortunately, <laughs> like like the cyberpunk game that we mentioned before, um, where it's just like it like it, it doesn't notice any cyberpunk stuff that's come out since then. By you know the, right. the classic writers, but like this feels more modern. Um, it's weird to say modern about stuff that's in the future, but it just like it, like it, mm-hmm. you know, it's society's changed a lot since the '80s, and it, so is technology, and so it, and it it does neat stuff with that.
2: Yeah, and I think there's specific ways that adult content can. Be in a cyberpunk setting that just doesn't get touched on in most, I would say, mainstream stuff like books and movies, which is like in the game, you uh, it's been a minute since I played it, but there's at least one character who is like, hey, I've just been to like the genital store and I've traded up all my stuff and, you know, so it's just like a very natural part of the world that it's in. And of course, when you think about it, a real cyberpunk world would have those options. You would just be, it wouldn't be a big deal. It'd just be like, um, so that is a cool thing. And yeah, I just, I like that. Yeah. Like you said, it's not stuck in those cyberpunk tropes of the eighties and it's also still a mystery game. So you're still solving a mystery. It, there's still a lot of kind of touch points that are recognizable. And so it's uh, it's just a really well-made game. Nice. All right. So next on my list is... This is actually one of my favorite games from the bundle. It is called Computer Friend. This is one I actually played. All one played. word. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it is... It is... Um, that makes sense because it's basically just a text game. And it is... Buckwild, and um, it's basically about a synthetic therapist and kind of the opposite of the game we just talked about. It is set in the 90s, but like in a slightly parallel 90s where they have artificial intelligence. (laughs) So um, kind of a back in time cyberpunk thing. But the developer's name is Kit Reamer. And they are one of the funniest people, just very smart. And the game is filled with actual therapy ideas. So computer friend is your therapist, and computer friend is like, let's do Jungian analysis on you. You know, it's really like uh very well researched and kind of gently horrifying.
1: Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Is it? It, it, it gets increasingly uh well i don't know i i already started a bit reluctant i think everyone is kind of skeptical about this whole notion of a computer therapist so
2: oh definitely yeah yeah
1: yeah so you already go in like huh, i don't know about this but then yeah it just gets more insane every time you log on uh
2: yeah computer friend gets more and more unhinged yeah and it's kind of like it's kind of like a thriller where the computer
1: is your enemy i i started out <laughs> insisting there's nothing wrong with me that was like i i was going in <laughs> i my quest was to convince the computer that i'm fine and i don't need therapy and you know everything is just peachy but yeah you can't mm-hmm. you can't uh you can't keep that up <laughs> at what point?
2: If you if you say nothing's wrong, computer fern is going to make yeah, something uh, big Yeah, around. yeah,
1: it's going to create problems <laughs> for you.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Okay. I'm looking at what so... actually happened to me in the end. Uh I'm I'm trying to look it up because I I think I put it in the Discord chat. I'm so I'm just scrolling through my history because I don't actually remember. Uh let's see I can't remember
2: what yeah, I can't remember either happened. when I played it
0: but um it, but it's like very grimy it's like it feels like tonally uh-huh. it's just I don't know like I don't think this is the best comparison but like Brandon Cronenberg stuff like if people seem possessor I think is what it's called like but I enjoy this more than that movie but like it, where it's just kind of like all the technology is kind of clunky and gross and the world's not really in a good place. And it's just bleh, but in a good way, yeah. in a good way. Like, I mean, it's very well-written. Um, I'm not, that's not a criticism, but it's just like, yeah, it's, the world building is very fun, I guess. I don't know if fun's the right word, but it's good. Yeah.
1: I think in the end, I just was able to convince the program that it doesn't work. Wow. <laughs> I think I just, I think I was just able to tell it, look, this is all stupid. This makes no sense. I think and... that counts
2: as a happy ending in Computer Friend.
1: <laughs> ah, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So next, I'm going to talk about a game and sneak in a second game. Because the first game is called By the World's Wind. It is by Nardo, who is also known as Leo. Leo. And it is actually Michael drew my attention to this game first. It is an open world little adventure game where you're just sort of like sailing around and walking on pretty little islands. And um, there's a little bit of stuff that happens, but it's mostly just like a cool place to hang out and just vibe. And uh,
1: yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, the art yeah. is very beautiful
2: and the mechanics are nice. It feels good to play and there's different little zones. So you have to solve a little bit to get through like a little tunnel and then emerge into the different little zones. And, um, so the, the game that I actually played first from the bundle that is by Leo is called crime frog and crime frog is not really in a, any kind of game it's just <laughs> it's hard to explain you just like <laughs> take a short walk and crime frog talk shit <laughs> okay <laughs> um, crime frog is wonderful his little tagline i guess the f- crime frog doesn't have a gender they their little tagline is just like um i didn't see nothing which <laughs> is wonderful
1: <sighs> and it's all it's all spelled hacker like it's like yes <laughs> It's, it's like the, the, the I one. is a one and <laughs> yeah. the O is a zero. It yeah. makes it
2: kind of hard to look up. And,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: and, um, but so in the, I think the description Leo has just written something like the opposite of frog detective, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> true. So Leo uh, loves frogs in all of Leo's games. You'll see frogs mentions of frogs. They're about frogs. They're for people who love frogs. So, uh, Frogs are my favorite animal. This hole was made for me, as Jinji Ito would say. Um, (laughs) And, But yeah, By the World's Wind is just a really nice, beautifully realized world that is nice to spend, you know, just like 10 or 15 or 20 minutes hanging around and seeing what's going on.
0: Nice. So nice and relaxing, too. Yeah, it's such a... I think I discovered this one, actually, from indie twenty nine. Okay, okay like, yeah. Okay, so, which is another compilation. Uh, this I think it came out like a month or two before this bundle. But, yeah, it, it's, was there, so I don't even know if I found like any kind of end game. It was just exploring this world, and I had a good time with that. Yeah,
2: I think you're just hanging out. All right. So, next we have Ten Tales from the Records of the adamant Gambit which is an anthology that includes, as they say, 10. Plus, I think there's a secret extra one. And this collection was put together by a group that uh, specifically assembled for this project. But it includes um, Rose, who is uh, a friend of mine now. And I interviewed this team. And the games are all, like, stylistically, they look... Consistent, but they are all different. Like there's one that's kind of a cooking game. There's one that's a little bit of a mystery adventure. Um, There's some that are more just straightforward visual novels. There's some that are, um, there's actually, there's a horror game and that's the one that is in 3D Bitsy. And it still blends in with the style of this anthology, which is cool. And um, I just love the art. I love the style. The writing is really good. And the uh, overarching story is that this is a huge, like a generation ship, meaning it's traveling for hundreds of years. So people on the ship are kind of like the stories are at different points in time Mm. in the ship. So you're seeing like one game is set 200 years before another game and they are remembering things that happened to other people and stuff like that. So it's just like a really cool self-contained ecosystem.
1: Wow. This is really something. I am just blown away. I mean, this is part of a bundle, right? I mean, this is a bundle in yeah. a bundle. This is
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's true.
1: Yeah. So there's like
2: I like any stuff like this that like I think Indie Apocalypse does this too, where it comes with its own launcher thing that
1: contains it. I think that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So this is ten games, I think.
0: Yeah yeah like 10 little (laughs) bitsy games but they're like all there's a lot of different style changes even though they're all bitsy games there's a i think they're all bitsy games um but they all have their own different styles and even the gameplay is kind of different as well for a lot of these games
2: yeah yeah it's i think it's neat how much freedom everyone had to kind of bring to each little installment and then the fact that they're all kind of like in that Bitsy style and with mostly black and white and then with one other color I was kind of brings them all. I was just all.
1: looking at that. Like the use of color is so good. It's all black and white. Yeah. And then one, like one pink or, or orange just jumps out.
2: It's really nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Wow. Right. You're only showing me this now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I. I promise I have talked about all these things. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so next on my list is Pebble Witch, which is, I think, unusually in the bundle, this is a 3D game that is kind of like a, it's hard to call it a realistic, I don't mean realistic, like photorealistic, but it is a, a recognizable 3D world where you're playing as a human character, you're walking around, there's trees and stuff. And um the art style is I would say it reminds me a lot of something like a short mm. hike where it's kind of like
0: Yeah. Yeah, the gameplay too cartoony? also. It's like half short hike. <laughs> yeah. Um kind of visual novelty as well. Like, with the conversations,
2: yeah, it has like the, yeah, it has like the interface that where you're having little conversations, yeah. and um, you are the pebble witch, so you walk around and you <laughs> talk to rocks <laughs> and solve their problems. and, um, it's just really nice
1: i I played a bit of this. I don't know how far I got because I got distracted at one point, although I do I remember starting out and there's, there's there's someone guiding you a bit i think so there's someone helping you yeah
2: there's like your witch teacher yeah mm-hmm.
1: i remember that and then then i just approached rocks and listened to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah i just did that for a, i don't know i i solved i feel like i solved a lot of problems but i don't know where it goes eventually that's because i just stopped playing halfway through but I don't know if it's just a lot of this or that it goes somewhere and has some sort of conclusion. I don't know.
2: It does have, I think the, I think the premise is like, this is your first day as like the, Mm. the pebble witch intern. And so the end of the game is just that you've done all the things for the day. And I think you like watch the sunset with one of the rocks, which is cute. And um, then you're just kind of like great first day, you know? So it's, A very nicely contained little experience. And um, both the developers, who I believe they are Australian. So they were like, we just want a gay game that's set in Australia. So that's what they made. And uh, (laughs) they work as animators, which really shows. And that's why I think um, Mm. having that skill set is like a huge advantage in terms of putting together a 3D game in your free time, you know, so...
1: I don't know if this game looks like looks like Australia, but uh, it's really colorful, though.
2: It is set in a specific... I don't remember the name of the town. I would have to look, but it's a specific beach town. Ah. And it's styled directly after that town. And I think that the main character is like Australian indigenous. Hmm. So it's kind of like a... It's funny when you play a game and realize that the people who wrote it are like hearing it in an accent that isn't the one that you have, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just sort of like a very different experience. Okay. So next to my list, this is okay. I keep saying this, but this is one of my favorite ones.
1: It's, <laughs> all it's your favorite hard... ones.
2: <laughs> I know that's why I put them on the list. Um, it's hardest muscle, which is by, I think it's pronounced Hayden. And Something about Hayden is that they are, I think, widely beloved within this particular niche of super indie games. They are thanked in many other games and just like a very uh, supportive member of the community who is always kind of helping out and being uh, offering kind words and things like that. So. um, This game is. It kind of looks like an RPG. Hayden says it's an RPG, but it is, I think, just still an adventure game. You're still, yeah, you're like you're like getting an item, then you're trading up all over town, trading, 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 until you get the supreme item that you need. And everyone is really nice. The writing is really funny. Um, you have a, I would say, a gentle kind of little romance with the other main character. And... I love the art. I love the mechanics. It feels good to play. It's like a half an hour long. It's just a really nice little game.
0: Yeah, and the the RPG elements and even kind of the visual novels are pretty light. It really is mm-hmm. an adventure game. Like you're walking around collecting items and stuff, and it's it's so it's not difficult. Like the RPG stuff's not difficult. I was a little intimidated by that because I'm not a huge RPG yeah. person player, but it, it's all very approachable i think
2: yeah i think there's like two combats and by combats i mean you flex yes <laughs> there's <laughs> not even fighting you impress people with their muscles until they drop things
1: <laughs> just did you interview this developer as well
2: i did yeah i think i i think i interviewed everybody who i chose for my portion mm. of this list
1: because they made a lot of games i'm just looking at their itch page and there's a lot of games you're like more than oh wow, oh, like twenty games or something,
2: yeah. they're very prolific. And, um, I think what they said was that this was a project specifically when they were following along with a tutorial about how to make an RPG in I think it's made in unity. Mm. and um so that's why I think it has kind of like a lot of the visual trappings of an RPG without really working like one because Hayden still told the story that they wanted to tell. and, uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's just cute. It's nice. It's funny. Okay. Next on my list is a much more traditional interactive fiction game that's called To the Wolves. And it is about a young woman who has been kind of like left outside her village as a sacrifice in a kind of traditional fairy tale or folklore kind of way and it's just about kind of like what happens next they've left you to die and you didn't what happens next so she uh gets her act together and starts to explore and gather resources and stuff like that so um it's i would say a really traditional interactive fiction in the way that it's like you're examining items and picking them up. You're making choices about which direction to go in the woods and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different little stories that happen in the game, and I think you can die and it'll just you'll just start over
0: yeah and I see that it has oh, I see that has like a save and load function in here,
2: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I just really like the writing. It's a cool story. And I like it kind of starts out in an extremely traditional way where you're like seated inside this little cottage and you have to gather the ingredients to make your dinner kind of thing. You know, that is very like um procedure procedure oriented in these kind of games. And then you get out into the woods and you can kind of just like spill around and meet a ghost and stuff like that. So it gets a little bit weirder pretty quick.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah, and you mentioned that's interactive fiction. I saw that it placed 11th in IF Comp 2016. And that sounds low, but if you look at IF Comp, there's like dozens of entries. That's pretty high up there for the, which is it's a big, it's like the, the big, Interactive Fiction competition. Um, So yeah, it sounds like people really enjoyed it when it was first released.
2: Yeah, it is a cool game. And I think that's also just a nice thing about this kind of bundle is that you can put in a game that was made years ago that a lot of people just haven't seen before. And it was nice to get a chance to experience that. All right, next on my list is... Whenever You Can Breathe, which is by one of the bundle organizers, Nilson Carroll. It is another game that kind of looks like an RPG, but how it plays is more like an adventure. And it's about going to the grocery store and kind of like it's where all your friends work. So you walk around and have a series of really uh, supportive kind of frank conversations about how you're doing. And the answer is within the fiction, not, not very well. (laughs) And um, so it's just, I think a neat exploration of someplace like the grocery store that kind of has no identity. A lot of the time, it's just a place that you pass through, but when it's the place where, all your friends work in this case that there are secrets that you explore and find and you end up playing like in a Dungeons and Dragons game with your friends. And so it's. Um, I think it's a great game anyway, but it's also kind of. A, an exercise in having expectations and having them be exceeded in a in a positive way, I think, is especially moving if you are having kind of a depressive time. To have people kind of surprise you with how they're being there for you and offering help to you and um even offering to entertain you for a while is like really significant. And uh Mm -hmm. the writing is nice, Nilsen is great. So I just think it's
1: I love the art style in this game. It looks so
0: wild. It looks like nothing else. Well, and like we mentioned before with the bitsy stuff, I guess this was made in RPG Maker, but it's not really the style I would associate with that style of game, games made in that engine.
2: Right. It has like, it has like chaotic
0: yeah. glitch Yeah, art. that's what I love. It's just,
1: it seems, it seems it's halfway between they intended this and this is just what happened. And that's really cool. And I'm sure there's way more thought behind it than I'm this like... I'm not saying they they don't know what they're doing. They definitely do, but it looks half right, unintentional. Right. Like it looks like the computer's just glitching out. And
2: <laughs> yes. I think it um I can't I can't I don't want to sound like I'm speaking for Nilsson um their intentions about what it is or not, you know, but um to me the game is sort of like about how depersonalizing and kind of like scattering it can feel when you feel isolated and depressed and anxious. And um, so you're in this grocery store that is filled with just like these intense colors and everything is so bright and loud and it's so tall, you can't see anywhere. And um, so kind of getting to Find people, and you don't have to necessarily like look at their faces while you're talking to them. It just is like strangely comforting, hmm. and it's just a it's a really interesting
1: style choice. It's is it actually set in a grocery store? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because not uh, I'm I'm just looking at the screenshots, and there's a tropical little island with with. Palm trees.
2: Yeah, there are some little secret places that you find. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: This is not in my local grocery store at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, not that you know of. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's I think kind of the the way that the game kind of pays off story wise is when you know, like you get invited into the back break room. And that's where you find the people who are playing the D and D game. So you join the D and D game with them. And then, you know, mm. that is like its own contained little sub game that has like the traditional RPG maker style. <laughs> we here. Wow. Just like a little anime character and stuff, but yeah, it's, um, it's a neat, cool. neat project. Okay. And then last on my list, and then we can get to times games. Um, I don't, I don't
1: have 10 games, so it's okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so the one I want to talk about is Co-Open, which is by, uh, how do we, Lopolis?
0: Lopolis? Maybe? What? I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. What, what did you say, Michael? I think that it's Lopolis, Lopolis? I'm sorry. I don't oh, know. yeah, yeah. It's, lo- yeah, yeah like, I thought like... you were just
1: pronouncing the title in a. No, it's just go open, right? It's yeah, like just go open. Yeah.
2: It's like a joke on yeah.
1: the idea of the co op grocery store, right? Yeah, another grocery store game,
2: yeah. <laughs> and this is, I would say, one of the most polished and accomplished games in the bundle,
0: yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think it started as a humble original game, so I think. Maybe mm, yeah
2: yeah some funny- okay and um Lopalis is yaffle and rayzones and I believe that they're both in Russia Ooh. and the game is set in I would say a an ambiguously kind of Slavic vibes place a little village you go to the grocery store with your grandma. And she leaves you there to do the shopping by yourself. And I will say when I first played it, I was like, okay, I just put groceries in my cart. Now it's time to leave. Um, I was like, this is cute. That is not the Mm -hmm.
0: game. (laughs) That's also what I did in my first playthrough.
2: Yeah. I was like, this is fun. I think I got some good stuff. And... um. Then you just peek through a little door in the back, and that's kind of where I would say the adventure portion starts. And there's different creatures and stuff who ask you to do little quests for them. And there's a mysterious phone you can use to call different little Easter egg numbers that you turn up in the game. And those calls were written by a lot of different indie developers who are cool. And That's nice. There's cats, too. And there are cats, and the cats can kind of spawn anywhere inside the grocery store. So you might find them on the ceiling. You might find them <laughs> walking up the walls. Wow. And um, they're delightful. Yeah, it's it is a nice looks game. So,
1: yeah, it looks like a great vibe. Like, just, you know, the colors are bright. And I don't know, there's something that makes you just happy looking at this. So,
2: yeah. And I think. All the games that we've talked about, even the ones that just sound like really cute um, or like you might call them, quote, end quote, wholesome, which is like a loaded term. Um, mm-hmm. All these games are still like filled with lots of cool characters, lots of queer characters, lots of uh, writing that is funny in a genuine way, not like a cloying way. And so um, the game looks really cute. It is really cute. But the characters are cool. It's uh about real people being at work and stuff like that um and yeah just is like very nice it's a nice game yeah
0: and one cool. thing i loved about there's just so much little hidden things in this game like you can just yeah it's just a very dense environment you can like just even just walking around the grocery store part you can look at all the little items that the store has and there, there's the phone number there's a lot of love hidden phone numbers you can call it's very fun and yeah it's a very it's just really nice
2: even the food is nice i just always find myself feeling hungry when i play games like this like wow i would love to have a rice ball you know <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's it for my section and i'm actually i'm excited about all the games that tina's put on this list
1: uh well i think most of them are actually your suggestions so uh i mean <laughs> I am I'm so overwhelmed by this bundle. It's just all it's it's yeah, I get this with, with most bundles, to be honest. It's just a lot of games. It's just I don't know where to even start. But um one game I just popped into my mind just now, but one I did enjoy is The Lady's Book of Decency. It's by uh Sean S. LeBlanc, mm-hmm. uh, who actually is also part of the group of people who made the Ten Tales from the Records of the Adamant Gambit. So... Oh, neat! Yeah, that's kind of a fun way it uh, intertwines. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly. I don't know a whole lot about Sean, but I do know that he's really active in the in, like in game dev in general. He's like always making game stuff. And I just follow them on Twitter, and they're always posting stuff. So... I don't know. There's like a million things on their itch page. And the Ladies' Book of Decency, I think was made for a jam, for the Gothic Novel Jam, in fact. Um, it's interactive fiction, I guess. It's a text adventure. I don't know. I never really know when mm-hmm. to use these terms. Michael knows this. What is this, Michael?
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think everyone has their own definition. It, I mean, people have been arguing about this for decades at this point. Yeah. we're solving.
2: I think it's interactive yes, fiction. Would, yes. To me, it is. It's like a twine, like a twine style. Yeah, fiction. although
1: there are different endings, and I don't know if you can die, but I feel that maybe you can. So, I mean, it's not.
2: Yeah, and it has little stats.
1: Exactly, exactly. So cool. it's not just when I think of interactive fiction, I think of there is um, not. A traditional game; it's just a story that's presented to you in an interactive way. But this game is not really that.
0: So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's more. I mean, that there, yeah. yeah. There's. I mean, definite genre definitions have always been weird because, like, you have Quest for Glory, which is an adventure game, even though there's RPG stats and combat.
1: Yeah, beyond
0: <laughs> it's beyond Zork has combat in it, even though it's a Zork game and it's any kind of loop. categories they just fall
1: apart Im- immediately so i don't yeah. know, i don't think it makes sense to put games in boxes like that it's just it's just really fun because you play as this um uh yeah what do you call it like a, a royalty or maybe i don't know someone some some lady who is about to get married and she's in this whole fancy family Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm not sure what the exact setting is but yeah you're definitely some someone important in an important family and then it turns out well I don't know I don't know with the with the spoilers what what I should say but I guess it starts from the beginning already that you're I'm just going to say it you're a werewolf that's just yeah <laughs> that's the premise you're yeah. a werewolf yeah, so yeah, yeah? That's the adventure. How do you handle yourself as a as a werewolf between all these decent people? Well decent. So
2: Did um did either of you play um, I think the game is just called Reigns? The one where it's like the cards that you oh go yeah. back and forth? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: So that's what the little there's like a stats system in this game that reminds me of that, where it's like you have to keep your stats like between two.
3: Mm -hmm. poles Mm -hmm.
2: so it's like i can't remember exactly what they are but it's like wolfiness and then like ladiness you know you have to like be in the middle you can't get
1: too far you constantly have to decide if you're gonna lean into your wolfness or if you're gonna pretend to be you know a a lady and it's constantly so that's that's the game balancing those things and uh i think in the end the well that's the ending i got i think they're different endings anyway but in the end there's there's like a little scene where where there's a husband presented to you and yeah well i ate him so (laughs) that (laughs) happened
2: (laughs) i also just think this game is like um I really like the way that it's styled to look like a, kind of like a storybook where it's uh, got a cool font and the colors are nice.
1: It's just like really stylish. So this is just a fun little text thing and it takes not, not a whole lot of time to get through one playthrough, but then you can do multiple playthroughs to get really everything out of it because yeah, there's a lot of choices to be made and yeah, just a lot of fun. Uh, and I just like the the, um, the style of it, like not just the visual style, but also in the writing. It's all really, yeah. It's got this this historic uh setting feel to it, so that's cool. Um, another one which I thought I think we all played this one. Um, it's called We Should Talk, and it's I think this is one of the first games that I actually played. Like for the month, for the when when Michael announced that we're gonna do queer bundle games for the month, I think this is literally the first one I picked or was was presented to me. <laughs> I don't know how it went, but I I don't know. It kind of made an impression. Um, and it, it it it's 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 quite a small game, really. It's just set in a bar and. You're talking to people in the bar, but you also have a phone. And you're texting with, I think, your girlfriend. Or your partner, anyway, I don't know. Um,
2: Yeah, somebody at home.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the game is balancing the two worlds, I guess. So it's, are you going to hang out more with the bar people? Or are you going to divert your attention to your partner? And that's... Oh, and what is kind of cool about the game is... um, a lot of these text games, they present you uh, choices, like just a list of choices. A lot of Twine games have this and other games. But in this game, you can form your own sentences. So it's a little, it's a little more involved and it's a little less... Um, you're less on the road that the developer laid out for you. It's a little more that you feel that you're making your own answers so yeah. that's that's nice um i don't know how much of a difference in the end it makes because it still seems most of the answers are well y- you're still guided towards uh, uh, towards one of uh, of, a, of a bunch of paths so yeah it doesn't really feel like i'm doing my own conversations but I just like to see experimentation in this field and just, yeah, it's nice that people are trying different things. So
0: I would really like to see like this team do, I don't, maybe not a sequel, but like something with that technology. Cause I think you could build upon it in really interesting ways because I do like playing with the conversation system. Yeah. Um, There's some really good ideas here and it'd be cool to kind of see people play with it. I think.
2: I do think also this game has like a cool, a cool might not be the word to describe what I'm about to say, but um, the the game story is kind of, to me at least is about the tension between like you have chosen to go to this bar instead of home to your partner. Why yeah. have you done that? Um, the bar is weirdly filled with lots of people for you to have controversy with mm-hmm. like your ex-boyfriend is there. And it's, it's like in a little 3D setting, uh, which is neat. And then it also just like feels kind of claustrophobic. So you're sort of feeling like hemmed in by the setting. You're hemmed in by your partner wondering where you are. You're faced with these kind of tough moral decisions. It just gives you um, a feeling of tension that you don't, or at least that I don't typically experience in a game like this like i think it's hard to make a text game that feels tense Mm. and this game (laughs) this game really does and it gets like uncomfortable yeah and uh makes you really have to like weigh different options and Mm -hmm. feel like you're really not sure what's going to happen which is interesting
1: i i i wasn't completely sold on um I, i guess you make it up yourself but like what you say, you know. Why are you in this bar? I I couldn't really tell. Yeah. So, I guess.
2: Right, because your partner is like, "Hey, come home and we'll yeah. eat noodles together." And I'm like, "Yeah." That sounds awesome. So I I
1: just <laughs> wanted <laughs> to say, <laughs> "Oh yeah, yeah sure, I'll be right over." But you can't you can't actually say that. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get that there should be some drama for it to be a game, but yeah, I just don't really. Get where it's coming from, but yeah.
2: Well, you bring up an interesting point because in a lot of games like this, where you have choices that truly vary in that way, I would almost never choose what I think is like the hmm. bad option, you know, because it's just like not even if I'm pretending to be a character who I think is a bad person, it's just I still can't, really yeah. hard to make. Yourself I can't do it in
0: RPGs, the bad or like any RPG where they're like, yeah. <laughs> It's very tough. It's always been tough.
2: So, yeah. So in a way, this game presses you into that uncomfortable moral position. And then you just have to decide, like, if I'm this person, what am I doing? And it is
1: kind of immersive in that way. It's definitely cool. I just wish there was a more of a reason to really push into that territory. Besides, <laughs> this is all yeah. that we're offering you. So, Yeah. But anyway, it's...
2: Yeah, I think Michael is re- a little bit longer or a little bit more yeah, kind of fleshed exactly.
1: out. Exactly, and I then still like, have the conversation yeah. system. And, mm-hmm. and Yeah, so I don't know. I, I just think it's cool that instead of a list of preset answers,
0: you can make them up yourself. Um, yeah, so I... Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's a short game. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could get through a couple of the endings really fast. And if you have this bundle, or if you have the... I guess this was also in the bundle for Ukraine. And the bundle for Palestinian Aid. So if you bought either of those, Mm. either earlier this year or last year, you also own the game. Yeah,
1: Um, I think a bunch of different games are actually in multiple bundles. So, uh uh, yeah. Um, The last game I want to bring up is A Normal Lost Phone by Dear Villagers. And Dear Villagers also made a ton of games. I'm just so completely amazed and blown away by how much stuff there is on itch.io it's just crazy it's yeah yeah you think you know games you know you think you know oh yeah i know i know <laughs> uh, call of duty but you know there's just it's there's so many layers there's so many so much stuff happening so many games put out it's impossible to really know everything that's happening because it's just so much and this is another one of those games i would have never even found this game if it wasn't for the bundle um yeah it's so that's really cool um normal lost phone is a game where you find a phone and it's a normal lost phone uh (laughs) And the whole game, <laughs> the end, well, not the end, but I'm not going to actually spoil the end either. So I'm trying, I'm just, just funning in with you time. <laughs> but, uh, the whole game, uh, you play the whole game on the actual phone, which is kind of fun. So like the interface of the phone is what you play with. So you open different apps and of course you immediately start by browsing the message history because that's the first thing you do. <laughs> And yeah, you just go from there. Um, I think one of the first things you try to do is to get it online, which is kind of fun because at first the game doesn't have any cell reception or Wi-Fi or whatever. So yeah, you have to try to figure out how to get it onto a network. And then once you're on the network, you can connect your email and you can go to websites and it all escalates from there. And you learn um, a lot about the owner of the phone and that's the story really so that's kind of fun that the the protagonist of the story is not really in the story you're just reading about them on the phone um yeah i thought it was a novel setup a little fun premise for a story and yeah in the end it's about you know deciding what to do with the phone and yeah it's just i don't know i don't want to (laughs) say i don't want to spoil it so
2: it's a just a normal person it's just a normal person
1: and there's nothing happening at all and yeah (laughs) (laughs) no obviously there's something going on and there's a reason why the phone is there and yeah so anyway you get to
0: learn a lot about that so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and there's some fun puzzles that come from exploring the fun and trying to get into different parts as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a like a found footage yeah. adventure,
1: kind of? Yeah. Like a cool... I, I just like it examination. when people make uh, an entire operating system just for a game. I think that's a cool...
2: Yeah. So... I like it's that like, too. You know
1: what they did with uh, Hypnospace Outlaw and, and other games where they just invent a computer yes. system just for you to navigate it, only to uh, untangle the story. That's just, a, just a, a fun thing to do to me. So,
2: yeah. Or like when we, uh, Tyna and I recently played Orwell, mm. which is another robust fake computer. yeah. I was just I yeah, I really I love I love a fake interface. And
1: I was actually just thinking about that game, but that was not part of the queer bundle, was it? No. We're, we're <laughs> where no, was No 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 Did you both just buy that? I don't know why or... I played it. I don't I, I I played it, but I don't know why.
2: Um I think it is in one of the bundles.
0: Is uh-huh. it in the Ukraine bundle?
2: It was in the indie bundle for Palestine. Hmm and um but yes i think i played it and then i think i
1: probably recommended it on the discord
2: yeah 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 that's really i just like to share the things that i'm playing because i think
1: i played it too it's cool the the
2: bundles are overwhelming
1: um that's the thing
2: but yeah um a normal lost phone also has a sequel that's called another lost phone Ah. and then um i didn't realize that dear travelers also made um bury me my love which is another uh phone messaging based interactive fiction game
1: dear uh, dear villagers you mean
2: dear villagers yeah that's yeah. what i meant yeah it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like the same um like a an interface and that one is about being a refugee
1: oh yeah a syrian refugee that's heavy stuff wow
2: Yeah, I think, um, a normal last phone is just a, it's an, it's an interesting game. I like a game where you understand kind of mechanically what's going on and then the story sneaks up on you a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know what
0: I mean?
1: Yeah. And it's all really relaxing. There's no, there's no stress. There's no, I mean, you can just play it a bit and then put it away and play a bit later. Or you can just totally yeah. binge it in one evening and get to the end. And it's, yeah, there's there's nobody pushing you. Like a lot of games have people telling you like, oh yeah, hurry, do this. Or, you know, there's you've got to <laughs> monitor your stats and oh, what, what do I do? There's nothing like that. It's all your own initiative. It's all your own, you know, it's just you checking different things out because you just want to untangle what this is all about. So, it's you driving the whole thing. Which is
2: That's something I like about adventure games in general is like no one minds if I go back and forth five times cuz I can't remember where
1: something is or you yeah. know that's just like Yeah. There's no time pressure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, this game is I mean, technically I don't know if this is an adventure game, but it definitely has that same uh, you know, your own pacing and your own yeah no no stress no no pressure so oh i consider it one for sure because it's just you've got puzzles in there and it's a story i think any game with the story is is gonna be an adventure I, game yeah. maybe <laughs> i don't it's yeah I, yeah i guess again
0: <laughs> genres are very loose
1: yeah i don't yeah. know yeah yeah, but it's, it's, you know, it's not a point and click traditional type of thing, but it's still very much a story and it's still very much a, a puzzle solving game. So yeah, it's fun.
3: Yes.
0: Awesome. Okay. Um, that's, that's my suggestions. Yeah. I think that's kind of it for our list, but I know that Caroline, you also thought we should give out a, or give a shout out to Cardomancy.
2: Yeah, well, so if people don't know about Cartomancy, it is an anthology that has, I think it's 24 games?
0: Something like that. In it? Yeah.
2: The, the, um, the frame for the collection is that it is a tarot deck. So uh, all these different groups or individual developers were given different individual cards. And those games speak to the themes represented by those cards. And um, the reason I wanted to talk about it is just because there is quite a bit of overlap between the groups that worked on cardomancy and the groups that contributed to the queer games bundle. So it's a lot of like, if you like uh, the kinds of games that we've been talking about, which are like um, pretty short, like self-contained interesting narratives, uh, creative different use of genre and things like that. Um, There's a lot in cartomancy that is, is worth checking out and supporting. And so the, I think I would need to double check and look at the complete list from cartomancy, but we talked about co-open, which is Lopalus and um, Lopalus contributed a game. I can't remember what it's called, but it is like a, a narrative, dance simulator
0: tonight together that's what that that, that was called tonight together um
2: tonight together yeah and it's about having a party that's i think celebrating like the death of a of a despot so it's really um it has a politically interesting theme and then is also just like a cute fun game about talking and flirting a little bit with different people at a party and it's nice looking. The art is nice. The writing's nice, and it's also in a in a three D world, which is cool. Um, and yeah, I just think if if these kinds of games are interesting to you, I would check out Cartomancy and give it a try as well.
0: It's it's twenty two games, isn't it? So that's yeah, twenty two yeah. games for twenty five dollars. So that's Man. already a good deal. But like, yeah, and most of these I would say are IF or adventure. games, game adjacent i don't i didn't come yeah. i'm still going through the bundle i didn't run into any action games um yeah but there's a
2: there's a couple that i would say are sort of like platforming okay or puzzle platforming um there's a couple that are like barista or shop simulators in interesting ways okay and then quite a bit of Narrative stuff, yeah. It's just like a very eclectic
0: mix. Yeah, I've just been like pulling a card like every other day and playing through the short game. They're all pretty short games from my experience, but like just pulling a card and seeing what game I get that day. It's been really fun. Oh, there's so many games. It's nuts. How it, the
1: problem is not finding a game to play. The problem is just you know wading through this ocean of games it's uh
2: because you're not always in the mood to play all kinds of different things and yeah it can be overwhelming
0: well there's just not enough time to get through everything i'd like to play that's true Mm -hmm. i've never
2: met anyone who (laughs) has added so many things to their backlog in real time
0: as you michael there's just so many good games though yeah (laughs) it's like like, it's not a bad it's not a bad thing i mean like once in a while it's great but you
1: know if people stop making games for like i don't know 100 years we would still have too many
0: games so it's oh yeah <laughs> but in a way it's nice. like you'll see like once in a while you'll see like some game dev complain that there's too many games these days or whatever and it's like it's the best though because like i can be in the mood for any like incredibly specific thing there, mm-hmm. there's something for me yeah like, it's
1: it's it is it's really, just like, amazing It's just nice that you can um, go to itch.io, which I feel is like the website for, uh, you know, weird games. Uh, There's lots of Mm -hmm. these games are on Steam as well. Steam's fine, but I don't know. I think if you just go to random new games on itch.io every day, you'll, you'll just find tons of cool stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I I also kind of hope that this overview helps people who maybe have bought the bundle or uh, who are interested in kind
0: of outsider games, maybe, or I don't know. And I think even if you didn't buy the bundle, like a lot of all these games are still available and a lot of them are free, even though I would suggest maybe tossing in a dollar or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind
2: of go by the, um, there's a podcaster I like who made the point at some point. Like if you go to a bar and you have a drink, or I guess, okay, Tyne, I don't know if your culture is a tipping culture. No, but... it's not. And I'm <laughs> always and massively
1: in... confused by by having to <laughs> I once I was in, in Canada once where I hoped that didn't do tipping, but they still did. And I just tossed all mm-hmm. my coins on the bar and said, look, take whatever you think is fair because <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well so um here I would say if you go out to a bar and you have a beer, it's customary to tip like a dollar on mm. a beer, you know, like, um, and so if you listen to podcasts, it's an hour long, consider tipping a dollar that just is kind of, you know, like it, the analogy works in terms of how much entertainment something is giving you. And it is offered to you for free, but that doesn't mean you have to consume it for free. And Um, I feel the same way about a lot of these small games, especially the ones that are pay what you will for you. Just a dollar is probably not that big of a deal. And for that developer, if 50 people play the game and they each pay a dollar, that's $50. That's like, you know, that could be a return for whatever, two hours of their time that they worked on the game, that kind of thing. So
0: it's also just, um, it's very like, I can only speak as someone who has a couple little games on there it's just very exciting even though like i'll never make like it's not going to be a full-time job for me ever but it's just it's very exciting to just even see like get the little notification that it's like oh a dollar came in yeah
2: yeah it's like huge it's very validating yeah
1: totally when when someone feels they they you know they they could get it for free but they they decide it's worth more than that and they they give you money that's great that's like a huge boost so yeah Mm -hmm.
0: awesome so go buy some games yeah that's what we think all right (laughs) well i think that kind of wraps it up for this episode then um you can i guess caroline where could people find you and other projects you're working on
2: oh i'm everywhere all the time um no that's it's funny is it because michael has like 10 times as many projects as me. I think of myself as having a lot of projects. <laughs> Michael has many more. Um, you can find me on Twitter. It's editorial. If you see me around, do you know what it is? Um, I write for popular mechanics. I make small games and essays myself. I have a column in unwinnable. So I'm always bopping around doing different stuff. Oh, and I ha- I'm have—I on a podcast too. Okay. I have a podcast. It's called Trivial Merit. <laughs> it's about um, music therapy. So in each episode, we pick an artist and then we curate playlists that are designed to change your mood. And that's based on a real approach in music therapy.
0: Awesome. And then you also just yeah. finished like a series of articles about your favorite adventure game, <laughs> Paradise Killer. Okay. Ooh.
2: Ooh, yes, I didn't even think about Paradise Killer being an adventure game, but um yeah, and my my column at Unwinnable started with a five column series about Paradise Killer. So, um please check out that game. It's probably my favorite game. And uh, then you can read my columns. You can be like, "Wow, this is too much information."
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, link to the-, in the show notes. And then awesome. Um Martin, where can people find you? Um
1: I guess people can find me on Twitter, where I'm just under my own name, Martijn Frazer. Well, I guess you'll link to it, so, you know. Yeah, and then also DOS Game Club. DOS Game the Club st- is my um, uh, adventure game club inspiration podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a monthly, like, it's a book club, but it's not with books but it's with old games that run on ms dos uh every month we have a different game we discuss it with uh you know people in the club we have our forums uh where we discuss games and we do a monthly podcast for each game so yeah yeah that's that's, awesome um and i also make music so i'm on uh yeah I i have a band camp going so uh yeah, it's my it's it's always my own name. So you can just Google my name, and whatever pops up, that's what I'm doing. So
3: okay, with your boop awesome. boop keyboards. Yeah, 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 and
1: keyboards it, and guitars and things. So yeah, that's what I do.
0: Okay, cool. And then you can follow this podcast and club at Advent Game Club on Twitter. Um, currently, we are just kicking off Return to Monkey Island month. Uh, so if you just pick that up and want to talk about it with other people, you can join our Discord in the show notes. Um, it's it's a very exciting month, I guess, for adventure games. It's an exciting
1: time for adventure games in general. It's yeah. the, the genre has never yeah. been less dead. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for hosting us. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you for having us. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.